You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? What is up? You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And I am recording this at 5.47 in the morning. And you're probably wondering, why am I recording a podcast this early in the morning? It is because I am one of the thousands of people that have had issues with American Airlines this week. I don't know what's going on. I know, like, I've seen... American Airlines and Spirit have canceled or delayed thousands of flights. Now, if it were Spirit, you know, I'd I'd have jokes, but it's American Airlines. It is the airlines that I am a loyal customer of, so I don't know what's going on there. Hopefully, they can get that resolved because if you've been to the airport lately this week and you've flown American, then you've probably experienced some ridiculous lines and some long delays. Before I get into this episode, I want to talk to you about Rock Auto, which is the sponsor of this episode. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And we are just a few minutes away from Slovenia versus France. So that's the game that I'm looking forward to. I mean, the winner goes to play Team USA in the gold medal game. Which Team USA took care of business versus Australia. Had me scared there for a minute. But the team looks like they're finally starting to gel. Or either they've just decided, like, you know what, Kevin Durant is our guy. We are going to play through Durant, which I don't know. I mean, I kind of would love to see Durant and Luka. I mean, right now, just based off of how they've played and FIBA play, looks like two best players in the world without, you know, Without a doubt, the two best players in the world. I would love to see them match up. But then USA versus France. France has beat Team USA the last two games. So by the time this airs, you'll probably already know the outcome of that game. Also, another big news story that came out yesterday, um, I guess it's kind of related to the NBA draft, is Imani Bates, who has been widely known as the top player in this class, reclassified. So now he's in the 2021 class, which is interesting because he's so young, he is not eligible for the NBA draft until 2023. So he'll still be in the same class as Victor Wimbayama. And I'm really, really interested to see where Bates decides to go, what direction he decides to go in. I've somewhat become a Bates apologist over the last year or so because I feel like this hype that was surrounding him was unfair. You know, you started seeing different articles maybe two or three summers ago saying that he is this generational talent, maybe the best high school prospect since LeBron James. I saw where he's the next Kevin Durant. And then you just slowly started to see people pick at his game, pick at him. You never really saw... People talk about what he did well or how good he is. You just started to see, oh, well, he, his shot selection is bad. You start to see people talking about, oh, he's too skinny. He's this. Now, some of the criticisms I can say are fair because he played 
I mean, this summer, this past summer or current summer that's going on was the first year that he played 17U, if I'm not mistaken. He had been playing 14 or 15s and he had been dominating his age group. And then this summer it looked like, you know, it didn't look like it was much of a difference between 14 and 15. He still had a strong summer, in my opinion, but it just seems like people have been picking at him and picking at him. Actually, it's kind of similar to Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley, I believe, was like the number one player, maybe like his freshman or sophomore years. And then everybody fell in love with Jalen Green and Kay Cunningham and Mobley kind of slipped down. And then he had a very, very strong freshman year, which obviously led to him being the number three pick. So I think Imani Bates is seeing some of the same pressures or criticisms that um, Evan Mobley received. And, you know, it worked out for Mobley. He still was the top three pick. And in, in this world of social media, and I don't like the fact that it seems like it's just a bunch of grown men picking at teenagers, like really, really picking at them before they even step a foot on a college campus. Something about that doesn't really sit right to me. But let's talk about the real reason for this episode. It is it is summer league time. Summer league is one of my favorite events of the year. I've been going to the NBA summer league since I want to say like 2011, back when it was different than it is now I think summer league for me really really changed in 2017 I never forget that year I was that was the year I was living overseas and I went to the under 19 championships in Cairo Greece that was when RJ Barrett kicked team USA's but I mean I was probably one of the most dominant performances I've seen and in, in, as far as like FIBA play and I, I came in flew directly in from Cairo to Las Vegas talk about being exhausted I was man I was so sleepy and uh I think yeah that was 2017 yeah 2017 and I, I was literally exhausted just because of the time difference and I had been living in Europe that whole that whole year and that was when it changed for me because I remember when summer league tickets used to be like 17 dollars a day you could go sit anywhere. I remember the first, one of the first years that I went, it was 2012. And one of the matchups that I wanted to see was the Pelicans versus the Blazers because it was Anthony Davis versus Dame. But AD didn't play because he was in London with Team USA. So I saw Dame Lillard's first summer league game. I sat on the front row. Like front row, maybe two seats down for me was Neil O'Shea and Paul Allen, rest in peace. And that's when I knew, like, okay, Dame is going to be a star. I think he may have missed like his first, I don't know. He had a terrible first quarter, but the poise and the look on his face and how calm he was. And then he just slowly started showing signs of being the Dame he is today. Like, in. Today in summer league, you'll not you you not get that. You won't sit courtside. I mean, the tickets are a lot more expensive. I think they're like forty bucks a piece, and they've done a good job of making sure like the the owners or GMs or players have their privacy and space because now it's it's become a big event, which is good for the NBA. It's good for summer league. I know the last year I was there, like if you left your seat, you couldn't you know you couldn't get it back, so you had to have like your friends 
go grab something to drink. But back in the day, it used to be like a really big like networking event. And things have changed a lot. But I'm looking forward to going this year because obviously I missed Summer League last year. And then this year is going to be pretty interesting for me simply because I have a, a NBA player who, who I won't mention his name, but I'm, I don't want to say I'm working him out because he's a pro, but I'm basically just putting him through drills, making sure that he's prepared for the upcoming season. And I've been, you know, working with this guy for, for the most part throughout this year. And he wants to work out because it's getting close to time to report for camp he wants to make sure he's in the best shape he is in LA which is where most NBA players are during the summertime and I had already committed to going to summer league but you know he pays me pretty well for one hour a day so I'm like logistically I can make it work so I'm going to try this out to where I'm going to work him out at 7 a.m in Los Angeles and then still make it to Vegas for summer league games for the first three days. Wish me luck. It's going to be very interesting. I should be tired, but if, if it all goes well, I should be able to catch like a bus from Vegas to like midnight, sleep on the bus, get to L.A. 530, go to the gym, work them out from 7 to 8, catch a bus from 930, catch a bus at 930, and then from 930 probably get to Vegas around 2.30, maybe shower. Well, I shouldn't say maybe shower. I will shower. And then uh, maybe take a quick nap and then go to the games, and then I'll do this for three days. So wish me luck. All right. When we return, I'm going to talk about Summer League, My what I'm looking forward to seeing in Summer League, and, of course, Summer League overreactions which is something that happens every year i love summer league overreactions but let's talk about rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts you need so why why would you want to endure the pointless intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access. You have your phone also with access to rockauto.com. So you can do it yourself. You can save time and money by using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They are serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could want or need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor motor oil, and even new carpet. And like I've been saying in past episodes, if your kids are spilling ice cream in the car to bring in muddy shoes from soccer, you can get some new carpet at rockauto.com. Go explore their easy-to-use websites today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, so I kind of gave you a long-winded first segment, but let's talk about Summer League overreactions. Every single year in Summer League, there's a player that gets off to a hot start or a player that gets off to a slow start. 
And then the naysayers, people were like, see, I knew this guy wasn't this. Or I I knew this guy was, I, I knew like everybody was sleeping on him. So I'm going to give you like some big examples of why you should not overreact to Summer League. Trey Young in 2018. We all know. Trey Young is a legitimate superstar in the NBA. Led the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. And he's an all-star. He should have been made the all-star team this year. He was snubbed. Like Ben Simmons should not have made the all-star team over Trey Young. But in 2018, Trey Young averaged 15 points per game, shot 30% from the floor, and 27% from three in Summer League. I remember being at the games. I remember hearing people talk about, see, I knew he was too small. His shot is too low. He can't get his shot off. You know, the Oklahoma system kind of, you know, kind of spoiled him, yada, yada, yada. In that same summer, there were a lot of fans, mostly Knicks fans and Kentucky fans, that thought Kevin Knox was going to be that dude. Knox did have, it wasn't the most efficient summer league, but he averaged 21 points per game in summer league. Here it is. It's 2021. And Kevin Knox is a guy that is out of the rotation on the Knicks. And Trey Young is an all-star. He's led his team to the conference finals. I mean, he's one of the best point guards in the NBA. Actually, you know what? Not even just point guards. He's one of the best players in the NBA. And that's just a classic example of a summer league overreaction. I mean, I can think of, I can think of quite a few other ones. For example, I remember one year I thought Ant Simons, and I'm a, I'm a Blazers fan, so I'm you know I'm a reference to Blazers a lot because I usually go to all of their summer league games. At one point, I thought Ant Simons was head and shoulders better than Gary Trent. I think that was the last summer league I went to. Simons looked like he was. And I mean, he probably hasn't really had a fair shot because he's he's backing up Dame and and Trent had a chance to start in the bubble when the Blazers had a bunch of injuries. But Simons looked clearly ahead of, of, of Gary Trent. And Gary Trent, shout out to Gary Trent. He just signed, I think it was like three years, $54 million as a second-round pick. I still wish the Blazers would have kept Trent. I mean, he was cheaper than Norman Powell, younger. I like Norman Powell. But that was a situation where I think the Blazers had to give him what he wanted because you you gave up a young player for and, and you just didn't want to look like you just rented Norman Powell out. Anyway, so yeah, I mean those are classic overreactions. And if you did not notice, there has been another summer league. Well, there's been two summer leagues. The Vegas one is obviously the most popular one, and but there's been a couple small ones: the Salt Lake City Summer League and the California Classic, which. I don't understand how the Los Angeles Clippers are not playing in the California Classic. But there's a few guys that stood out. Again, I don't want to overreact. All right, and I guess here's a a little bit of a sample of the overreaction. So, for example, Davion Mitchell in his first game had 23 points. I started to see the – I knew he was legit. You know, they were sleeping on him. And then the next game he had 10 points. I mean, it's it's the first two summer league games, so you're going to see some ups. You're going to see some downs. But I give you another example. It's the third time I've used that word in the last minute. Moses Moody. Moises Moody. Mo, 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 Moses Moody. I mean, how embarrassing was that for Kendrick Perkins? I mean, he could not pronounce 
Moses Moody, which is probably one of the more simpler names in the draft. But Moody and Kaminga made their debuts last night and combined for 37 points in summer league. So that's that looks pretty promising for the young Warriors. Um, another Baylor guard, Maceo Teague, who when I looked at the box score, I was like, Marcus Teague? Why is Marcus Teague still getting summer league looks? But he had 26 points. Josh Primo had a, a, a good debut, 11 points, three rebounds, and two assists. So those were a few of the games that kind of stood out to me in the two, I guess, preview summer league, Salt Lake City and California Classic. Um, as a bookie from Utah, I've been hard on that pick. That was a pick last year that I just thought did not make any sense. And he looked like how he did at Kansas, actually better. I mean, at Kansas, he did not miss a shot from the floor. I mean, dude shot like 70% from the floor for his career. And I want to say like right now throughout summer league, he's had like 31 points on 12 dunks or something like that. And he's, he's looked pretty good. He's looked pretty impressive. I still have some concerns about his overall NBA fit. And then I know like for him, you, you, you look at how well he's played and then you see the Jazz sign Hassan Whiteside. So you wonder, is he still going to be their third center or not? But they cleared out some space for him, gave him an opportunity with um, Derek Favors going to Oklahoma City. And we'll see how long he's there. I mean, he's probably kind of gets bought out and then goes back to Utah. I, I'm, I'm joking here. All right. When we return... I want to talk about a few of the rosters and games that I'm looking forward to seeing in Las Vegas, because even though Salt Lake City and California Classic are summer leagues, they are like the J, I don't want to say JV summer leagues, that's probably a bad choice of words, but everybody's looking for Las Vegas, so all the teams are there, that's like the biggest networking event, basketball networking event in the world, and I'm going to talk about a few of the teams that I'm looking forward to seeing, a few of the roster uh what's what's what position battles i should say a few of the position battles that i'm looking forward to seeing so there's some interesting games there's some teams that have a lot of redundancy at the same position so i'm looking to see how things shake out in summer league and also if you're a gambler i mean it is las vegas and you're not in vegas and you're not going to be able to you know attend the games in person Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and your UFC and MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as your team's prep for their runs for the playoffs. Or if it's football team, your team is starting to prep for opening night of the NFL. I can't believe it's football season already. Can't believe that. It's coming up. All right, head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The promo code is locked on. All right, and now I want to talk about a few of the teams that I'll be following closely while I'm in Las Vegas. And the first team that I'm looking forward to watching is the Orlando Magic. RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, and Amarcia. Those, I would say four of those guys project to be high-level rotation guys for the Magic. 
I want to see how they all fit. Cole Anthony is considered like a point guard that people question if he's a point guard. Then you got Jalen Suggs, who I think that, you know, he is a natural point guard. He is comfortable playing point guard. And then you got RJ Hampton, who can play a little bit of one. He can play some two. He can play some three. I want to see how they all fit together. Who starts? Are they going to start all three of them together? Who finishes summer league as the projected starter going into training camp? Or, you know, I mean, obviously Markel Fultz is still there. But I'm looking to see... You know, if they're, if it's a position battle, I'm looking to see how that all shakes out. Franz Wagner, who is, you know, this connective tissue, I'm, I'm looking to see how well he plays with that group. Amir Sia is a guy that I, I really liked um, when I first saw him a couple summers ago. Interesting to see how, how he fits in with, with uh, Orlando. Another team that I'm looking forward to seeing is the Houston Rockets. They had arguably the best draft in the 2021 NBA draft class. I mean, I don't know if Garuba plays. I I don't know. I mean, I haven't read that he's not going to play. If you've been following, he's been in Tokyo and Spain was just eliminated. So don't know if he's going to go straight from the Olympics to summer league. Interesting to see if that happens. But if he, even if he doesn't play, Shingun looks like he is in the States. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. That is Alperin Shingun, the throwback center from Turkey. Also, you have Josh Christopher. I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Christopher play. So the Houston Rockets are a team that, um, you know, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing them play in the summer league. And then there's the Charlotte Hornets. You got James Booknight. You got Kai Jones. You got last year, who was my sleeper pick, who was one of the players that I was so high on that I thought he was going to have a major impact, and it was Grant Riller. So I want to see Grant Riller. They cleared out a little bit of the logjam at at the guard spot with Devontae Graham being gone, and then Malik Monk moving on to the Lakers. He's like the only, like, him and Carmelo Anthony are like the only non-former Lakers that the Lakers have signed. Like it seemed like that was just part of their summer free agency plan. Is hey, we need to bring back a bunch of you know former Lakers. I'm actually shocked to see that Danny Green wasn't brought back. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I think Grant Riller has a chance to to get some minutes this year, and then also Jello Ball, um, which is. How can I say this? Like, he's not done anything, and he's getting a summer league look just because of his brother. I think that kind of puts him in a tough situation simply because, like, you, you want to get a fair shot. You know, like, nobody wants to make a team out of affiliation. Like, I've seen it happen when I was working in the in the G League. You know, there were guys that would make a roster spot because they're – agent the team wanted a favor for their agent like if the agent had a you know a, a big time guy and he would say hey you know I, i'll make sure you know my guy is will resign with your team but you got to give this guy an opportunity and i mean i've seen it happen even on the nba roster for i mean the best example is chris smith not the chris smith from ucla i'm talking chris smith jr smith's brother who was not an nba prospect by any means but one year he ended up making the Knicks 
And it was largely due to his affiliation with CAA and the fact that he was JR's brother and Carmelo and CAA was unofficially running the Knicks. Now they are officially running the Knicks. But, you know, it, it's weird because, you know, Chris, I mean, the coach probably didn't want to play Chris. The coach probably didn't want him on the team. And I, I just think it causes some or it can possibly cause some some issues within the locker room when you have a guy who who is basically on there as a favor. That could be the case with Jello Ball. I'm not 100% sure, but, I mean, there are guys that went to college, that played overseas, that put up better resumes that don't have the opportunity to play summer league, but, you know, the saying favor isn't fair. Another team that I'm looking forward to is, is um, the Chicago Bulls. I mean, Patrick Williams is their projected starter. At the, at the four spot this year. Depends on what they're going to do with marketing. It doesn't sound like marketing is coming back. But the Bulls are looking for Williams to turn the corner. He had a good a good rookie year, but expectations in San Antonio, I mean, expectations in Chicago are high out in San Antonio because I was thinking ahead about DeMar DeRozan. You got Zach Levine. You got Lonzo Ball. So the Bulls are expected to make the playoffs, and they're, I mean, they pretty much have... Three guys that are all stars. I think Zach Zach Levine all star. I'm not sure right now, but you know you got three guys that are highly paid. Actually, four, including Lonzo Ball. You know they they're expected to make the playoffs for the first time in in years, or at least compete. This is probably on paper one of the best Bulls teams that we've seen since the Tom Thibodeau era. Cleveland Cavaliers. I want definitely want to check out Evan Mobley. The Dallas Mavs. I want to check them out based off of last year's. <laughs> last year's draft picks and oh yeah Tyler Bay I do not understand why Tyler Bay is not a member of the Dallas Mavericks it seems like it was a little early to give up on Bay I was high on Bay coming out of Colorado I thought he was like this poor man Sean Marion but he is on the Bulls summer league roster and the Mavs, you know, Tyro Terry, I'm not for sure everything that happened with him this past season, but I'm looking forward to seeing him play. It doesn't look like Josh Green will play a lot. I mean, he's been on team, uh, he's been on the Australia national team, so he'll probably be just getting to the States after maybe a couple couple games of summer. So I don't know if he plays or not. EJ Onu is a guy that a lot of people I've reached out to me about that they're looking forward to seeing him play. And, you know, he went to an NAI school, was a ridiculous shot blocker there. So it'll be interesting there to see if he, you know, if, if he's an NBA player or not. The Denver Nuggets are a team that should be fun to watch. You got Bobo, you got Bones Highland, you got Marcus Howard. I know everybody's going to be looking forward to seeing Bobo, who became like a fan favorite after he was playing like, I don't know what position he was playing in the bubble. That was when the Nuggets had, like, a whole starting lineup. It seemed that was over seven foot. Bones Highland is someone that I believe is going to get lighted up in the summer league. I mean, that setting is is built for his game. The Detroit Pistons, it looks like a large chunk of their rotation will be playing. Obviously, Kay Cunningham and Killian Hayes, you want to see how they play together. Um, Sekou Dumbuya, who this is his third year um he didn't play last year in summer league because it wasn't a summer league but i'm looking forward to seeing if, if seku's game has 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 grown luca garza luca garza that's 
who I really want to see the most outside of Cade. I want to see how his game translates. I want to see how how he looks with this new slim down physique. I think I was actually telling a friend of mine who went through the pre-draft process and he was not high on Luka Garza. I said, man, you know, the thing about Garza, I don't think he's ever going to test well. I don't think he's a workout guy. He's a guy that you turn the lights on, he's going to shine. So I want to see if Luka Garza's games, if his game translate. Scotty Barnes, are the Raptors going to play him at point? I mean, are you going? Are we going to see him all over the floor playing one through five? Definitely want to check Scotty Barnes out live and in person. I haven't seen him play live since the 2019 under 19s. And then it's my team, the Portland Trailblazers, who might be putting together the oldest and most experienced team in summer league history. You got Mike Beasley, who actually met Mike a few weeks back. Mike is one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. I'm rooting for Mike Beasley. Man, he it was fun. I sat there. I probably talked to Mike for about 30 minutes every for like three days straight. Just spent a lot of time talking. Great dude. I'm rooting for Mike to make the team. You got Emmanuel Moutier, who lives in Dallas, who I don't understand why he didn't play this past season, but I saw him play a lot of pickup ball throughout the season you got Antonio Blakeney who I mean if there's one thing he can do just put the ball in the basket maybe not the most efficient maybe not a guy that's gonna move the ball but he can score I saw him play a lot when he was in the G League with the Bulls a few years ago and then I was in China he was in China also putting up big numbers so another guy that was in China was that I saw play was Kenneth Fareed who is, man, it seems like he has to have been in the league at least 10 years. I guess he's trying to make a comeback. One of these guys that the game changed and it doesn't necessarily fit his style of play, but I'm looking to see, you know, Fareed in action. Is he going to come back as a three-point shooter? I mean, I, I don't know if defensively, which is probably his biggest issue, if he's going to really make any improvements, but... It looks like the Blazers, who I don't, I don't really understand everything they're doing, but it looks like they are looking for veteran help, some some veterans that can come in and, and, and help the team. I don't think Dame is going to stay. I think he's going to look around this summer and just look around at some of the roster moves being made, and I think he's going to ask out maybe before camp. I'm not sure. But anyway, thank you for listening this is Raphael with nba draft junkies but before i leave i want to talk to you about locked on bets betting on your favorite nba team doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling get daily picks blowout specials wrong team favorite picks and lee sterling's lock of the day follow the locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast like i said once again it's rafael nba draft junkies i am out